Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. I'm so excited to be here today, just solo with you guys, sharing some really, really, really big kind of aha moments and and tips and tricks and mindset hacks that uh, really are like my go-to solutions for when I'm kind of downward spiraling. (laughs) Um, You know, that's what I really wanted this podcast to be. Like, what are some tangible takeaways that you can walk away from this podcast with that you can implement into your life that are literally going to change the game today in the here and now? So we're going to dig into that in a minute. But I am also sitting here looking at a piece of paper with, gosh, about 40 different names on it of future guests that range from like my most favorite humans and way, 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 way back besties to some of the biggest names literally on the globe. And I just want you to know that you better be tuning in every week because the episodes that are coming up are going to blow your freaking mind. They're going to blow your mind and they're going to change your life. Um, so there's that, but let's dig in today. So I was sitting here thinking like, gosh, what do I want to teach on this week? What do I want to, you know, impart and going back, you know, we're not going to do a whole class on mindset and thinking and gosh, there's just so much to your mindset. And, you know, I've studied neuroplasticity and kind of how we can rewire the brain and, and all of it for so many years. But, um, but I want to take you back for a quick second because I had an experience maybe eight years ago that really wasn't aha. It was a wake up call for me. And it was my first live event with Mr. Tony Robbins. And I was sitting in the audience and he was talking about how, you know, energy is everything. And we know, or I know at least that what is going through my mind is dictating my life, right? The way that I am perceiving things, the way that I am processing things, the way that I'm labeling things, the the, the stories that I create, right? It could be, um, you know, a death that I've walked through and that could be a tragedy that completely undoes me for years or it could be God's greatest gift, right? So it's the stories. It's what's going on in our mind that dictate our life. But we were talking about energy and uh, Mr. Robbins asked the audience, what gives you energy? And people are raising their hands. They're shouting things out in the audience. And, you know, somebody said, food, food gives you energy. And he said, great answer. Awesome answer. But have you ever finished Thanksgiving dinner and felt like you wanted to go take a nap, right? So, so often food actually doesn't give us energy. It, it really zaps our energy. And so then you can think about sleep, right? Somebody else is yelling out, sleep, 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 sleep gives us energy. He said, amazing. Have you ever slept 12 hours and woken up exhausted? Like <laughs> woken up to the point where you're just, you're exhausted and you're walking around like a zombie all day because you've slept 12 hours. It doesn't seem to make sense, but right? So so it's not sleep. And so when we get down to it, it's thinking. It's really, truly thinking that gives us our energy because another scenario, and, and I was kind of in one at the time, I had not eaten much food sitting in that seminar. I had not slept many hours sitting in that seminar. And my energy level was literally through the roof, jumping on chairs, dancing, screaming, hugging, like out of this world energy level, running on what I would think is fumes. 
And so the the idea is that it is 100% what is going on in our brain that gives us our energy. It is our thought processes that give us our energy. It is our, our thought processes that dictate our emotional state. It's actually our thought processes that dictate our physical state, right? Whole nother, whole nother episode about like how our thinking can impact our actual physiology and our well-being and, and illness and disease. But I wanted to dig into this today and really give you guys five expressions, questions, that mantras, whatever you might want to call them, that I use in my life that have just kind of come to be over the years. And when I find something that works, I grab on and I don't let go. And so these are things that I want you to please, please, please write down, write down because guys, you can listen all day long. I say this almost every episode. You can listen all day long. You can read all day long. You can process, you can watch videos, but if you're not putting pen to paper, there's, you're retaining very, very little of it. So please write these down when you get home or voice text them into your phone if you're driving. But these are things that for me, completely, completely change the game and make me literally do a 180 sometimes in my life. So the first question, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a little light, but it's, it's still a very impactful question is in the morning, in your morning process, or when you're waking up, when you're brushing your teeth, ask yourself, and I always think about it when I'm in the shower, what am I excited about today? I think I think about it in the shower because I heard someone once say that they took a sticky note that said, what am I excited about today? Remember when I told you to write that down? This was a very successful person that was had that on a sticky note and they put it on the outside of their glass shower. So every single morning in the shower, they were prompted to remember to ask themselves, what am I excited about today? So that's question number one. A wise man also once said, ask yourself better questions and you get better answers. Subconsciously, when we wake up in the morning, our minds are saying things like, oh my God, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? What do I have to do? What's on my agenda? What what am I worried about today? What do I have anxiety about today? We're searching. Our brains are designed to look for danger, right? Way back in the day, it's like, we got to know where the lions are so we don't get eaten. (laughs) We are designed to look for danger. So we wake up and unconsciously we are looking for things that could hurt us, could kill us, could derail us, could devour us. We are not programmed to look for the things that we are excited about. And when you ask yourself that question, even things that you're fearful about can be flipped on its head to, you know, I'm fearful about this, but I'm also really excited. For me, I am just kind of a workaholic and I tend to, I'm not a real anxious person, but I do tend to wake up and think, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do next? What do I need to get done today? What do I need to do? What do I need to... And I lose the fact that I'm so excited to go sit at my little boy's baseball game, that I'm so excited that I get to do that, that, you know, again, flipping something on its head, I might be nervous and preparing for a presentation, you know, that I have to give at noon. But guess what? If I pause for a second and ask myself that question, I remember that I'm actually really excited that I get to present. I mean, 10 years ago, I wasn't presenting to anybody, right? Like what a gift, what a gift. 
So that's going to segue us into the the next question, which is going to have a lot of power to it and a lot of weight. But number one question, what am I excited about today? Ask yourself that every morning, put it on a sticky note, put it somewhere where you're going to see it on your bathroom mirror. But question number two, what I just said, how is this a gift? When we are stuck in a problem, when we have fear and anxiety and, um, you know, any negative emotion going on, we are incapable, our brains are incapable of finding the solution, literally incapable of finding a solution. And so asking yourself, how, how could this be a gift? That is the number one most powerful question that has changed despair and hopelessness to hope for me. I'm going to give you, and I wasn't planning on doing this, God, why does this podcast like bring out vulnerable moments? But I'm going to give you uh, the most powerful example I can think of. And, you know, I've used this in in many, many, many situations, the, the death of my sister, the death of my father, um, loss of, you know, professional goals, everything. But one of the lowest of lows I had was after my son was diagnosed type one with type one diabetes. And, um, we had been totally in survival mode for about three or four weeks. Uh, I mean, all the sleepless nights is was, was very much like having a newborn baby. I mean, you're so sleep deprived in the beginning of that process that you can barely function, let alone try to emotionally navigate the situation. And there was a whole lot of hopelessness. There was a whole lot of downward spiraling. There was a whole lot of anger. Um, you know, why us? Why me? Why him? All of that stuff that happens. And I will, I, I just, I do need to say this too. <laughs> Type 1 diabetes from the outside looking in, if you don't have a, a close experience with it, seems kind of trivial. And I say that because that's pretty much what I thought pre-diagnosis. I thought, well, a lot of kids have type 1 diabetes. It's not that big a deal. Like, it's not life-threatening. Well, it is. But I had no idea. I had no idea what came with that. So it's just a lot bigger than it seems. And I just say that in case you're listening, thinking, it's not that big a deal. It is. (laughs) Um, And so... I had pulled out all the mindset tricks. I had, you know, been writing in my gratitude journal. I had, you know, just been trying to focus on the good. I've been trying everything that I could do. And I still was experiencing just a a lot of lows. And sometimes we just need to lean into that. But I remember this one day again in the shower. And I thought to myself in this moment of despair, I need to... I need to coach myself. I need to say to myself what I would say to a client. And that question is number one for me. And I thought to myself as I almost pretty much probably did roll my eyes. I thought, well, how could this be a gift? Like, oh, it's so annoying. Like, this is not a gift. You know what we, we, how we get caught in our heads. This is not a gift. There's no possible way this is a gift. Because again, our brains are incapable of finding the solution in the negativity. And I kept asking myself the question. And in what I believe was a very divine moment, chills ran down my spine, up and down my body. And it was almost like 
there wasn't even a stream of thoughts that went through my head. It was an all-knowing in a moment. And some of you might think I'm totally off my rocker for this, what I'm going to say next. But I um, have always thought that if some, if one of my children um, genetically is genetically predisposed to addiction, it's my son. He, it's why he's such a good athlete, if that makes sense. He goes all out, balls to the wall, just like me, with every single thing that he loves. It is just all or nothing. And I've always seen, in a good and bad way, so much of me and him. And I have feared addiction and alcoholism for many years. And, um, you know, again, if you know anything about addiction, I believe that there is probably no no harder road to walk, no harder road to walk than to have an addict as a child. I saw my mom go through it and um, I, I just don't think there's anything tougher in life. And I have prayed, I have prayed it away for years. I have sat in my room, I have knelt on my knees and I have prayed addiction away from my children. And I hadn't even, that thought had never crossed my mind how these things were connected. But in a moment, in a moment in time, I knew that somehow this was my protection. This was my gift. This was the answer to my prayer in some crazy way that You know, God was saying, look, this is where we were headed. This is where you were headed. This is where he was headed. And this may seem like a negative now, but this is in fact saving his life and is the answer to every prayer you have prayed for years. And so when I say, ask yourself that question in your moments of despair and keep repeating it until you get some glimpse of a miracle. It has the power to change everything, everything. So that's question number two. How is this a gift? How could this possibly be a gift? Question number three This next one's kind of funny and I I hesitated for a moment. I was like, I don't know if I should share this because I remember saying this to a good friend of mine who was a family therapist many years ago when, I mean like 20 years ago when I was in my twenties, she said, um, when I told her this, I was like, well, I always think, you know, what's the worst case scenario? What's the worst thing that can happen? Like I always go there first. And I remember her looking at me and she was like, Moira, that is terrible. Like you should never think that. Like you're 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 leaping to this worst case scenario and you're processing that, which is so far from what could probably ever happen. But I ask myself that and it works and it's worked for my whole life. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst case scenario? And then I backtrack from there. Because so often fear comes from a place of the unknown, right? Fear comes from a place of just kind of the abyss of possibilities of what could happen. And I can remember when I was 24, maybe, I picked up and moved from California to Charleston, South Carolina. And I just remember thinking, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? Because everybody was like, I don't think you should do it. I think you should do it. I think this is the biggest mistake you're ever going to make. You know, what are you going to do if you get there and it's not great? Like, you know, I think you're making a mistake. And I was like, 
what what's the worst thing that can happen? I go there, I check out Charleston, it's not all it's cracked up to be, and I move back. You know, like worst case scenario. And I think so often we don't think of those possibilities. Like, and that's another, like, you just need to always ask yourself, why the hell not? Because you can't let society put on you what society puts on you, right? But what's the worst thing that can happen? And once you know that and you really, really, really look at the potential of that happening and if it were to happen, what would you do? Then you're like, oh, well... uh, it's not that scary. It's not that, I'm not going to be making the biggest mistake of my life. If that happens, which is highly unlikely, I will pivot to this and it'll, it'll be okay. Nine times out of 10, 99 times out of a hundred. So question number three, what is the worst case scenario? What's the worst thing that can happen? If you're looking for some more in-depth training on mindset practices and how to create your vision, how to reverse engineer your goals, how to craft your morning process, all of the things that I'm super passionate about, you guys, the Rise Up course is where it's at. It is literally my lifetime, my mind in a course, every single tip, strategy, and hack that you could possibly ask me about is in this course. So jump into the show notes right below and you'll see the link for the Rise Up course and my Rise Up planner, and you guys can rise up with us. Ready for question number four? What if you succeeded? What if? What if it all worked out? How infrequent have you asked yourself that question? How many times have you asked yourself, what if I fail? What if I fail? What if it doesn't work out? What if I fail? What if I fail? What if it doesn't work out? That's different, by the way, than what's the worst case scenario versus what if it works out? What if, what if I succeed? What if I crush it? What would life look like? Right? Because what if I succeeded then becomes this cascade of questions that we never ask ourselves like, holy crap, what would my life look like? What would my marriage feel like? If I was wildly successful in this endeavor, what would I get to experience with my children? What kind of legacy could I leave? How could I give back to the world? What if... I succeeded. It opens up every possibility, right? It's actually the what I call the million dollar question when I'm mentoring coaches into, you know, new business endeavors. I always say, if you had all the money in the world and all the time in the world, what would your life look like? Because it opens up every possibility that you could ever dream, right? What if you succeeded? So that's question number four. Question number five isn't a question, (laughs) but it's something again that I say to myself in moments of overwhelm, moments of panic, moments of anxiety, moments of like, I'm losing my mind and it changes everything. It always gets done. That's it. It always gets done. When I have a deadline, when I think, oh my God, I haven't packed for the trip. I'm supposed to be going out of town for 10 days and I haven't even begun it always gets done. I've never not gone on a trip 
or I've never gone on a trip without a suitcase, right? I've never thrown a party and not had like the plates or the booze or the food. Like it always gets done. Like every single last detail might not get done, but it's always fine. It always gets done. There's, what is the quote that um, kind of goes in line with this? It's like, you have a uh, 100% success rate um, of like surviving your bad days, right? So like in on your bad day and you think like, I'm never going to live through this. I'm never going to survive this. Well, look at your track record. You have a 100% success rate of surviving every bad day that you've ever experienced so far. So chances are, it's going to be fine. Uh, chances are, it's going to get done. And again, think about this. And this is so much of what I want to share just in general on this podcast. But thinking about those moments of like, I'm so overwhelmed. Oh my God, it's not going to get done. Oh my God, it's not going to get done. It's not going to get done. When we are focused on the negative and we're so often completely unconscious that we are focused on the negative. But when we're focused on the negative, that's what we feel even if it's not the reality, right? Even if there's a 99.99% chance that it's going to be fine, you're going to get it done, it's not going to be a big deal. Do you want to go through your days leading up to that event, leading up to that project deadline, leading up to that party, leading up to that trip, feeling anxious, overwhelmed, completely losing your mind like a hot mess? Because guess what? You always freaking get it done. You always get it done. It always gets done, right? I mean, I can think about this. I don't know why I just thought about this, but like Christmas. Christmas, there are 10 million things to get done, right? There's a million presents to buy. There's dinners, there's parties, there's outfits, there's, you know, events. There's all these things. Christmas happens. Guess what? Every December 25th, every single year. Uh, I mean, crazy, right? It comes and it goes no matter what we do. It always gets done. Have you ever had a Christmas and thought, well, I didn't get anything done. That sucked. No, it always gets done. What needs to get done gets done. So just remind yourself of that in those moments because you need these anchors, right? You need these little two millimeter or a million millimeter mindset shifts that take you from despair you know, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me. I'm angry at God. I'm never going to get over this. Like those are the things that we say to ourselves, right? I'm never going to get over this. Do Is that the belief we want to build? Or do we want to say, oh my God, I see God working. I see God working. I see how this can be a gift. Or you know what? I always get it done. It always gets done. So use these questions. I'm going to go over them one more time. Number one, what am I excited about today? Sticky note, guys. I want to see pictures. Tag me. Sticky notes on your bathroom mirrors or on the outside of your glass shower door. What are, what are you excited about today? Number two, how is this a gift? How is this a gift? That's the one I pull out in the darkest of times. Number three, what's the worst thing that can happen? What's the worst case scenario? Number four, what if you succeeded? Oh my goodness, right? And all the questions that come after that. And number five, remind yourself, it always gets done. It always gets done. 
All right, you guys, that is it for today. Um, go ahead and take a, take us a minute to, if you will, leave a review on Apple podcasts where, um, you can follow on Apple, you can follow on Spotify, but leaving a review really helps to just kind of push this out to other people so that everybody knows this podcast thing is happening. Share it on your social tag me. I would love it. But more than anything, guys, reach back out to me. Tell me what your thoughts are, your experiences. Nothing fuels my soul, like fills me up than hearing your real life tangible experiences about how this is impacting your life, how it shifted things for you. And also I would love to hear what you want more of coming up in future episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys.